2.05, right on time. Shut up. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Tuesday, January 4th, 2021. And this is episode number 393. Of Barry on Deck, as always, Barry on Deck brought to you by, well, nobody now, actually. I guess I need to get that out of my mind. Um, can we start off by saying, what the fuck is on my lip? What is, what's wrong with my lip? I just noticed this. Is it, what the hell is it? It's like a, like a bump. It's not a herp, though. It's not a herpes. It's a, it's like a cut. I don't know what happened there. That's weird. Uh, Got to do better here. Cut myself uh, trying to edge up. Not good. Not good. It might be from the roller. Holy shit. Did I get too high? I don't know. Uh, them some ugly lips. Hey, you kissed my ass, Dimata, and it's not herpes. Okay. Next person that says I have herpes that's not a doctor. Got to go. Hey, welcome to the program. Uh, busy day today. Lots to talk about. I'm just kidding. I just say that. There's really, I have, I have topics, but I'm like, man, I should have paid more attention to all the sports over the last two weeks. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to talk about it. Um, we've got some videos for you. I have a great film session that we're not going to get to today, uh, but probably tomorrow or Thursday we'll have a film session. So it's not VD. It's not VD. A, a doctor enters the chat. No, there's no doctors. There's literally no. The only doctor, actually, we have one doctor among us. One. Anybody want to guess? I'll give you. I bet none of you can guess who amongst the deckheads is an actual doctor. I bet you. But we have one. We have a PhD that walks among us. And I want to see if you guys can guess who it is. Virginia Button, we said it's a new COVID variant causes lip bumps. Hey, kiss my... <laughs> That's not true. You have a JD stuff. No, it's not white magic. It's not white magic. What's up, Justin Swinford? Hey, all right. The silliness has begun. We're going to get wild and woolly today. Uh, I don't really know why. Just because, I guess. <sighs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so let's just start with the greatest deckhead in the history of the world. Let's go. And that is my guy, my pal, my buddy, Virginia Button Weed. 
VB in the building, you guys. Not only was he the first in, he got the first super chat, first like, triple crown, Jeff Bell, write it down. And you know, I contemplated, if I'm being honest, not doing triple crowns for 2022, but I, I, I like the competition. I like it. Uh, it, it might go away. It, it might. I, I don't know. But I think right now the competition is good and healthy and hey, why not, right? But uh, Virginia Buttonweed, thank you for being first, my friend. I very much appreciate it. The, the whole point of the Triple Crown was just to get you guys in early. Uh, well, that was the first. That was the point of the greatest decade. Jeff Bell came up with the Triple Crown idea as a way to kind of you know generate a couple dollars in revenue for the program every day when we get started. It's good to get a little five dollars in the coffer or whatever it is that you guys contribute. So not bad. Um, but I don't know. Do you guys like the triple crown? Do you hate the triple crown? Do you, we'll still do the greatest decade. I mean, I guess the triple crown's up to you guys. You don't have to, to do the money. Um, but maybe we'll, we'll keep doing the greatest decade. I really want to get one of those voice things. The greatest decade in the history of the world. Well, I need to make that. I really need to make that. Um, but thank you all for being in early. Let's get to the rest of the chat. Shapes up like this. TDP was second. Chris Reyes was third. Uh, Lisa, the real real, was fourth. And Alan Denson was fifth. There's your top five right there. Uh, appreciate you guys. What's up, house? And uh, let's see. Oh, Donna, what's up, sweetie? How are you? Who else was in early? Mark G, what's up, fam? Sorry about Matt Nagy. Uh, Virginia Buttonweed is here. We mentioned D-Mata. B-Mart. What's up, dude? Jesus Perez, John Dory, Fidel Sandoval. What's up, player? AJB in the building, yo. Get your shit together, folks. Aaron J. Bryan is here. Uh, Keith Sager, what's up, homie? Good to have you back, man. Hope you had a great new year. Flip! What's up to you, my friend? Whoa, my, my buddy, my pal. What's up, Walt? Joe Pro made it. All right. That's what's up. What's up, Joe Pro? Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> said, I'm gonna go ahead and check on Shelby. Thank you, CC. Please do. There must be something wrong. Uh, Alex, you're a little waver. What's up, man? Good to see you, buddy. Todd, holy shit, guys. Todd's still alive. That shit on your lip has some shit on its lip. Hey, fuck you, Todd. I hope you get kidnapped again. Uh, Nick Gambo, what's up, dude? Good to have you, Ben. Even though you said I had herpes. Mimi, what's up, girl? How are you? Tony, you handsome son of a bitch. Who else? Truck driver Puka we got. VB we got. Mm, uh, who else? And Mikey C, what's up, dude? I have a PhD. Pretty huge. Okay. It's not Guyana Buffalo. Guyana Buffalo is not a PhD. Uh, there's a lot of you that have a player haters degree. Donna, CC's actually a pretty good guess for who has a PhD. Mimi also with a good guess. Virginia Buttonweed seems like he would have a doctor thing going, especially because he's so old. He's 128 years old. No, that's that's not how that works. You're not. I'm doctor adjacent. No, that's that's not how that works at all. Uh, Steven, the weather guy, you can't leave us hanging. I'm getting there. All right. Hold on. Shit. Let me get through the chat. What's up, Clarence? Uh, who else is here? Amos. What's up, playboy? Has to be CC. Only doctors have that much PTO. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's go. Alan Denson, what's up, man? Shelby needs a wellness check. Exactly. No, it's not. Oh, God. Come on. It's not Dre on 290, but can we give it up for that? Dr. Dre on 290. That is the, that's a really good one there. Truck driver Pookie. That's really good. Will C said, I'm just standing on the corner doing dope. Good for you, buddy. You just, you just stand on that corner. You just do your little dope. Just stand out there smoking marijuanas. 
What up, Ray? Thanks for being here, buddy. Uh, Shelby needs a wellness check. Damn, Barry was early today. Oh, suck it, bitch. I was at 205. That's I guess that's early, actually. What's up, Matt Poche, Nick Gamboa? Hey, day one, does the beard look better? Hmm? How are we doing on the beard? No? Okay. Uh, Shelby is fine. I repeat, Shelby is fine. That's good. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, Flip had a question for me. Why is your Christmas tree still up, B? Well, Flip, if you'd have been here for yesterday's show, you would know the answer to that. So I will just tell you to suck it and go back and watch yesterday's show. We addressed the... We had an AMAAA. We're, I mean, if you want to do another one, we can. It is not Jen, but that's a good guess. I tell you, you guys in a million bajillion years would never guess uh, who a who the PhD is that walks amongst the decades. But I will tell you that it is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, it is Marsha, uh, Marsha Ogasara. So when you see Marsha in the chat, you put some respect on it because she is a PhD. No, definitely not Reyes. So there you go. Damn it. Okay, AJ Laminac. What? I don't understand. Oh, uh, I don't understand what that means. What is AJ Laminac? I quit at my master's. Look at Jen. Got a master's degree. Uh, your beard is okay. Listen, suck it. Your beard is at minus five shadow. <laughs> like when you create a character okay i get it should i have guessed with that with i uh, should have guessed that with the last name okay mark that's racist nobody guessed walt no walt no one guessed you had a phd i'm kind of mad no one guessed me okay uh he would always say go back and listen to the podcast oh funny because i never listened to the show um, let's see. So we got some stuff to discuss today. I've got proof that Bill Belichick is actually human. Uh, we're going to go over the Antonio Brown situation because we didn't get to it yesterday. I got your sports headlines. Did we talk about David Culley yesterday? Did we have that conversation about the Texans and David Culley and Davis Mills? If not, I'd like to have that conversation today. Uh, I want to talk about Cooper Cup, talk about the Rockets, talk about this, the, 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 the playoffs, the CFP national championship game is coming up. So, uh, but if we did talk about David Culley, I don't want to repeat myself. But I cannot, for the life of me, remember if we talked about it yesterday. So let me know, chat, if we did, and uh, and I will skip it. If we didn't, then maybe we should discuss it. I also got a couple of non-sports stories for you, including scientists have found a new body part. Yeah, and it's and it's not a second penis like koala bears. It is a legit body part that they found um and then we'll talk about the global economy and i've got this chart that's pretty cool too much sports what i mean okay <laughs> you son of a bitch i hate you who the fuck is that guy how dare you use that against me okay pretty fair i really can't remember if we talked about it yesterday or not uh, I, well, we're going to talk about it anyways. I, I, I have thoughts that uh, I tweeted out and no one really reacted to, so that's okay. Uh, but I want to discuss it. So, uh, who we got on the pod beam? We got Titan Hugo, Eric Resendez, Chris Reyes, and one more listening but not chatting. It never shows me. It says online four, total five. 
I don't know how. The, and then there's three over there. So I, I don't know how it works on Podbean, but uh, I'm glad it's there. Yes, you talked about Coley. Oh, thank you, Chris Reyes. Okay, we talked about Coley over there. Titan Hugo also guessed Dr. Dre on 290. Eric Resendez guessed Terrence was the doctor. Like this guy right here. No, definitely not Terrence. Uh, he is a nurse, though. What's up, Cherry? Good to see you, sweetie. Uh, Ter- that's a good. Terrence is actually a pretty good guess uh, because he works in the medical field. I don't know. Is Are you a nurse, Terrence? I don't know if you're a nurse. Are you like Gaylord Fokker? And you're like, oh, you're a male nurse, huh? I got nipples. Can you milk me, Fokker? Very underrated movie, by the way. Oh, I work with medical insurance. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Hey, Rob, I made it back. Welcome back, buddy. Good to see you, Rob. Thanks for being here. Uh, All right, let's get to your sports headlines for the day. All right, here they all look. New slide. Who's fancy? Huh? Okay. I mean, I'm slowly... I'm slowly mixing in some new stuff and we'll see how it goes. And I don't know it. it, They're all a work in progress. Hell, aren't we all a work in progress? It's kind of like the old day to day. Aren't we all day to day type shit? Anyways, here's your sports headlines for the day. Justin Reed has been placed on the COVID list for the Texans. (gasps) What? Their best player on a really shitty defense. So it's almost like it might matter. It won't matter. Um, But yeah. Justin Reed has been placed on the COVID list for the Texans. I would venture to say this might be true, but also maybe they're just like, you know what? Just take the last week off. We'll just tell everyone you got COVID. I mean, I know you don't got it. It's like, but I don't want people thinking I got that scarlet letter. I don't want people thinking I got the big C. There's already a guy on YouTube with herpy lip. I don't, I don't want that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. They're like, just take the week off. You're good. Just go home. You're, we'll, we'll save you for next year when we're also not going to be competitive. Derek Henry. Hey, Titan Hugo over there on the uh, on the pod beans. Pay attention, son. I mean, you probably already know this, but uh, Derek Henry could return for the Titans just in time for the playoffs. Oh, snap. If you are a Titans fan, you got to be thrilled about that. Getting Derrick Henry back for the playoffs is huge for this team. I, no one gives them a shot without Derrick Henry, right? I mean, we're all pretty, pretty clear that there's no, there's no shot of the Titans advancing or really making any waves in the playoffs without Derrick Henry. But with Derrick Henry, it's a completely different team. Obviously, the offense is different, which gives their defense a rest. I mean, it Derrick Henry has a huge impact, which usually. In football, it's always, oh, uh, well, you know, it's the it's the quarterback that makes the de- – that's not the case with the Titans. When you got a game changer like Derrick Henry, uh, he can significantly affect the game on both sides of the ball for both teams. So, good good for the Titans, man. Uh, if the Colts lose – check this out now, guys. This is pretty interesting. This is actually pretty interesting. If the Colts lose to the Jags in week 18, and I swear I saw somewhere where they said something to the effect that the Colts haven't won there in like X amount of years. I don't know if that's true, but if the Colts lose to the Jags in week 18, the Raiders and the Chargers could tie to guarantee they both make the playoffs. What if, what if 
they got together. I don't know why I sound like Hank Hill. Damn it, Bobby. Get off that property, boy. Um, What if they got together and were like, say, bro, you want to go 0 0 3 3 14 14? What are we doing? But let's make it in the playoffs. Oh, since 2015. Thank you, Walt. The, the Colts haven't beat the Jags in Jacksonville since 2015. That is like one, two, three, carry the one. It's going on seven years. This could happen, y'all. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome? Let's just be real. Wouldn't it be pretty awesome if, for some crazy reason, uh, they actually, the, the Colts lose, and for whatever, they actually tie. I mean, they look like they're playing hard, and and then everyone let the conspiracy theories roll, right? But, I mean, look, a tie, a ties happen. Not that many. You may get one or two a season at most. I would love it, though. God, I would love that so much. But that's a real possibility. Uh, Caleb Williams, OU's, well, former OU quarterback, has decided to enter the transfer portal, and this is a big deal. This is a big deal, man, because uh, you're going to have a lot of teams vying for Caleb Williams and, and recruiting him heavily to bring them bring him into their program after he showed up and showed out uh, and OU. Of course, with um, Lincoln Riley leaving, uh, leaves a lot to be desired in uh, Oklahoma, in Norman. So Caleb Williams has decided to enter the transfer portal. That's also interesting because not a COVID cough because Dylan Gabriel flipped as soon as this was announced. Basically Dylan Gabriel flipped from saying he was going to go play at UCLA to now going to OU. I, this is pretty cool that, that this can actually occur now. And I was reading about this like, Oh, well, once you commit and if you sign a letter of intent, it's not the same thing when you're in the transfer portal, it is true free agency. You are not locked into a school if you enter the transfer portal until you register for classes. That's how it works now. So you can be Caleb Williams and say, uh, I'm going into the transfer portal. I'm going to go somewhere. And let's let's say you, you decide like Tony here is dreaming out loud. Let's say you decide, I want to go to U of H. I'm going to U of H. I'm going to, I'm going to Coog him. Let's go be a Coog. And then uh, you find out that there's an opening to play at Rice. <gasps> what? Well, I can't pass that up. So then you tell U of H, sorry, fam, but Fifth Ward's not my thing. <laughs> I'd rather go play football with Rice. You just leave. So this is true free agency in college football. And damn it, I'm here for it. It's about time. These kids put their bodies on the line. They should get to decide where and when they play, just like coaches can decide they want to leave. So I'm here for it. I like it. I definitely did. Oh, third ward. Yeah, my bad. You're right. You're right. You're right. Can they get paid while in the portal? Ooh, that's a good question, Dimata. I don't know if they're, I mean, look, I would imagine that their NIL is, is el they're eligible for NIL. Because that's not that's not like team or school specific. You're signing that deal with the company. So my guess is I don't know. I can't confirm. 
But my guess is that they can because NIL, the the whole point of NIL was to give these kids control of their name, their image, and their likeness so that they can make money off of it. So the NCAA, I mean, based on the ruling, can't tell them what to do. Okay. Where's my mods over here? Hold on one second. We got some pandemonium over here on the fucking. All right. I just blocked that guy. Holy shit. Sorry, guys. I'm going to find out who the fuck this dude is. Um, I'm saving that. Trust me when I tell you I'm going to chase that dude down. That's okay. Uh, I blocked him. I got it. People are just so fucking ignorant. Anyways, uh, you leave U of H to go play for Rice and want to go, uh, going to leave uh, burning bags of poo on your doorstep. Okay. What's up, Aaron Little? Good to see you, buddy. Yes, they can get paid, but most deals are local to the school attended. Well, yeah. I mean, OBS, you know, like you get a deal with a car dealership or whatever. But if you sign a national deal, so, can I delete those messages? Trying to see if I can delete these messages over here. Oh, nope. Can't delete them. Okay. Well, that's okay. Just, uh, do they scroll? Oh, I guess you can scroll. What a dickhead. I swear to God. Yeah, you should be able to delete them. All right. Sorry, guys. I'm distracted. There's a guy being a racist piece of shit over on the Podbean thing, so. People are so childish and fucking racist. Uh, nonetheless, <laughs> that's funny. Fidel said, I just picked up Derrick Henry for my fantasy team. Was he available for real? I got to be honest with you. Whoever's playing me for the championship in the Sports Riot League, I didn't set my teams. You're probably going to win a championship in the in the League of Pain. Congratulations. Clarence bounced my ass in the Barry on Deck League, so congratulations to him on that. Uh, all right, back to let's finish up the uh, sports headlines. So, Clay Thompson is expected to return for the Warriors on Friday. No, it's not Ennis being racist. I mean, I don't know if that would surprise anybody, but it, it's it's definitely not him. I mean, I say definitely. Uh, yeah, Clay Thompson expected to return for the Golden State Warriors on Friday. So, Rich getting richer, actually. <laughs> I like Chris Reyes is over there saying that the Podbean mods are greater than the YouTube mods, although they let the racism go. So, uh, Joe Pro said, speaking of AMA, Joe Pro, are you behind? No one, no one spoke of AMAAA. I got, I'm getting hot. Hold on, it's getting hot in here. Uh, no one spoke of an AMAAA, but it is a good question. Shock and I talked. He's got things to do. I've got things to do. There will be no sports riot tonight, but we will pick it up on Thursday. So one more day off for the two of us, and then it's back at it. Why is this going off? I'm not running right now. This is so weird. Everything's freaking out on me. Yeah, I'm sorry, Donna. Uh, he's got some things he's got to knock out, as do I, and you know, shit happens. YouTube takes an extra six minutes to reach Joe Pro. I did mention what very early. 
What did I mention early? Clay hit 24 straight threes in warmups the other night. Oh, good Lord. That's going to be a problem. Clay's going to be a problem regardless. But if he can get back to it, then yeah. That's, that's, uh, hey, Michael Key, go fuck yourself. I don't want you listening over there. Go fuck yourself. Hey, Keith's over there. What's up, Keith? Truck driver Pookie's over there on the pod beam. Uh, all right. I'm saving that so I can fucking report that asshole. I don't know why people got to be ignorant on socials. Uh, what did Steven the Weather Guy say? YouTube takes that. Oh, okay. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's see. What do we want to get to? So we got the we got the greatest deckhead out of the way. We got the headlines out of the way. Let's talk a little David Cullen and Houston Texans. Because there was a report out that the Texans are most likely going to re-sign David Culley. And my guess is, I haven't seen any reports, and I'm sure they exist. I just haven't seen them. But my guess is, Davis Mills is going to be your starting quarterback next year. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media. Of people, I saw one guy literally tweet out, if you still say David Culley should be fired, you're just being a hater because what more does he have to prove? These, these guys play hard for him. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that that was a, a, uh, that trumped the win column. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that that trumped all the dumbass decisions that he makes. Are, are, are we really, uh, let's, let's not forget, this is the guy that goes for it when he shouldn't, kicks field goals when he shouldn't, fake punts when he shouldn't, doesn't kick field goals when he should, has someone in his ear telling him when to call timeouts. This is not the guy. And yeah, I know we talked about this yesterday. Uh, if, if you think you can win a Super Bowl with him, great. But that's the same thing is true with, for Davis Mills. Now I remember talking about it yesterday. Davis Mills is not the long-term solution at quarterback either. But you're in a rebuild. So rebuild. What did Walt say? You missed my Texans chat earlier. Damn. What was it, Walt? Uh, where did it go? Uh, let me find it. Well, um, if you're a Texans fan, you have to be a little excited about the future. Same record as last year with a rookie quarterback draft capital and salary cap room. No one should be excited about four wins. Nobody. No one should be excited about that. And with the history of decision-making within this organization, no one should be excited about any of that stuff. Until Nick Casario and the front office proves that they're smarter and wiser then the, the stuff that they've done in the past, you don't need to be excited. And David Culley is not a long-term solution at head coach. And Davis Mills is not a long-term solution at quarterback. I mean, the dude had 160 yards or so. This is just, this is bad football. And anyone that wants to try to, uh, no, like give him a chance. Like he had more 300-yard games than any rookie uh, or second amongst rookies or whatever kind of dumbass stat you want to pull out of your ass. Let me tell you something. The reason why he has so many 300-yard games is because they suck and they're playing from behind all the time. That's why he has so many 300-yard games. 
Also, how many wins did that translate into? He's got more 300-yard games than he does wins. That'll tell you all you need to know. I would much rather have a dude throw for 180 yards and be 10-7 and seven than, oh, he's got a lot of 300-yard games. <laughs> you guys are just haters. No, we're fans that want to see the team succeed. And you can recognize if you look at it, if you don't look through your battle red colored glasses, you realize these guys aren't the answer. This is just a stopgap. And that's okay. Just accept it. But don't sit there on social media and try to feed me a bunch of bullshit about how he deserves to everyone leave him alone and Davis Mills has earned the starting job. He's earned the starting job because there's no competition. Big Ben won yesterday with 32 yards passing on 82 completions. Thank you. Uh, Clarence said, my team doesn't have a QB and they have a chance to make the playoffs. Oh, look at that. Same could be said uh, about Watson last year. But here's the difference, Walt. No one denies the greatness of Watson. No one denies the talent, skills, and abilities of Deshaun Watson. Off the field, we can have that discussion. But the difference is, Deshaun Watson, all of the talent in the world, all the turmoil and everything else that went on around him, and this was a bad football team in general. And even having a great player like Deshaun Watson isn't going to make the team better, but you can watch Davis Mills and say, this isn't the guy. Don't look at the four wins. That that that's a that's a fool's errand. It's this is fool's gold to say. Are you are you literally going to sit here in the chat, Walt, and try to compare the two and tell me that Davis Mills won four games? So did Deshaun Watson. Davis Mills equals Deshaun Watson. I know you're not doing that, but let's not start to post chat messages that would even imply that, because it's not the same. Um, Todd said, oh yeah, something like that. Let's see. Uh, Sean said, Clarence, you may make the playoffs, but if you don't have that guy, it won't matter. You need to be terrible at, or great at QB. Anything in between is fool's gold. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I, I don't mind that they're going to suck the next couple of years. I mean, I, I mind cause I just, I hate their front office, but I'm, I'm resigned to the fact that they're going to suck. But don't go on Twitter as a fan and try to sit here and say, well, David Culley gets him to play hard. Who gives a shit? Great. He's the Tony Robbins of head coaches. He's a great motivational speaker. Well, Davis Mills threw for 300 yards. Who gives a shit? When they need him the most, he throws interceptions. Well, he's a rookie. Okay, cool. You know who didn't make those kind of mistakes as a rookie? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a franchise quarterback. Davis Mills is not a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry. All right, Walt, last one, then we're going to move on. My point is the Texans are in a better position now than they were 365 days ago. No. You know, I had a conversation with T. Sean Shannon last night. He called me. We were discussing Houston's sports show. And... 
He was like, tell me why they won't play Deshaun Watson. And I literally tried to explain it to him. And I, the more I tried to explain why Deshaun Watson's not playing, the dumber I sounded. I was like, well, because they, they want to trade value. But they're paying him $10 million. Yeah, but you don't want to, you don't want to lower. He, plus, he won't play. But if he won't play, why are they paying him? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this whole this whole thing is a mess. This whole organization is a mess. So if you're going to tell me that as of the last game last year to this year, are they better off? Okay. Technically, they're in a better position because they have draft capital. But they also now don't have a franchise quarterback, and they did. So I might have to still disagree with you, even though they have draft picks. Because at least you had Laramie Tunsil and Deshaun Watson. You didn't have any picks because of Billy O. You just had to fade that. But I don't think they're in a better position just because they got a lot of draft picks that you don't even know who it's going to be yet. They still have Jack Easterby. Their coaches, believe it or not, David Coley is a worse coach than Bill O'Brien. I will say Nick Casario is a better GM than Bill O'Brien. But David Coley is definitely not as good as a a football coach as Bill O'Brien. Don't at me, hoes. What's up, Harrison? Good to see you, buddy. Not small possibility that the league would suspend Watson the second he was announced as a starter. Um, yeah. I could uh, probably, right? So maybe it's just all under the table. They need to play Deshaun. But he doesn't want to. All he's got to do is say, I'm not playing. He can go Antonio Brown on him. And then what are they going to do? Well, then you're suspended. Okay. That's fine. I I really, I mean, I try to rationalize the, why is he getting paid? But it's what it is. Uh, Virginia Button, we conspiracy theory. Goodell is involved also and said it him so they don't, and said sit him so they don't have to make a conclusion on potential punishment. Not the weirdest conspiracy theory. At some point, I'll explain the Watson saga. Okay, thank you. Um, not a small possibility the league would suspend Watson. Uh, Tom said they probably are in a worse position. They don't have a plan. Well, there's that. They don't have a plan, and they have nothing but one-year contracts. Actually, I, so I think I think Nick Casario. I, I think he's. I think he has a vision and he has a plan. How well he executes, whether they try to continue to be the Patriots of the South, which is a big problem, a huge problem. As long as this team is chasing the Patriot way, they're always going to be bad, period. Because if you're taking another team's rejects consistently and as often as they do, then you just got a squad full of rejects. That's it. I think this team needs its own identity. And I guess they tried to do that with David Culley. I don't know. Who knows? All right. that's my, The Texans are making my head hurt. Let's talk about something else. What's up, Total Dallas? Yeah, hey, guys. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel. If you're new here, or if you're here and you just haven't subscribed to the channel, uh, make sure you do. Also, if you haven't liked the video, make sure you do. We are at 26, 27 likes. Why are we only at 27 likes, you raggedy bitches? 
There are 58 people watching this dumbass show. All right. I'm just kidding. There we go. Get those likes up. Make daddy rub one out. All right. That's gross. Let's, uh, let's, let's see Bill Belichick being a human being. Can we just watch Bill Belichick being a human being for just a second? It was, it warmed the cockles of my heart. Yes, that's a real saying. But it warmed the cockles of my heart to see this video. I want you guys to watch it. What's up, Amos? It's all good, man. Listen, it's part of my job as the host of this show to remind you to like it. It's part of my job. Actually, if it wasn't for Total Dallas popping in and telling us that he was like number 28, I probably wouldn't have reminded you because I would have forgot. Uh, Total Dallas said if you're scoring at home or even if you're alone. <laughs> what up, Robert Likes Beer? The king is here. Okay. Let's talk a little. Bill Belichick is a human being. Check this out. About um, Christian Wilkerson and just the, just the decision to make him active, um, especially you know with the keel going down, is that a special teams consideration or, or what goes into that decision for for you and the staff? Sorry about the, the background noise. There. <laughs> uh, no worries. Um, I can see you're uh, multitasking here. So. Um, not going real well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Um... Guys, I got bad news. Bill Belichick is a human being. Bill Belichick has feelings. Bill Belichick is compassionate. New year, new me. <laughs> wow. Go Billy B. That was a pretty cool moment. It's always weird to see Bill Belichick smile. It's always weird because his smile looks so fake because you're so just used to. Well, I don't even know what we're talking about here. We're just, we're on to the Cleveland. <laughs> Joe, bro, who was that guy? And what did he do with the real Billy Bill? All the kids, Billy Bill, mighty my little kids. Belichick, Saban, and Popovich were all created in the same factory. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's definitely good. Oh, shit. Josh is here, folks. I'm here because I heard there was a rub out going down. <laughs> if you'd like the video, if we don't get to 50 likes, we're at 44 likes. I'm going to punish. If we don't get to 50 likes, no more sitting on the corner doing dope for the week. We're at 44 likes. We got to get to 50 likes and we'll sit on the corner and do dope. What's up, Brooks? M. Brooks, what's up? M. Brooks said, uh, crazy thing is he and Saban are very likable away from the game. I don't know so much about Saban being likable away from the game. I will say Popovich away from the game, very likable. Belichick away from the game, very likable. Saban away from the game still seems like a douchebag. Did you watch him on uh, the Manning sidecast? God. Ugh. It was uncomfortable. It was like, you're really just a miserable curmudgeon. Even, even, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he loves his kids. I think he cares for his kids and his program. But he just seems like an awful person. Maybe I'm wrong. Just seems like he just yells at everybody. What's up, Jesus? Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for stopping by, man. Saban is exclamation mark. I don't know what that is. What is Saban? What does that mean? What does that mean, CC? Stop speaking in code. We're at 51. Good job, guys. Come on. 
I'm glad that you guys are all were able to. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Well done, kids. I didn't want to have to uh, threaten you with that, but thanks for stepping up and being bigly. Okay, so that's Bill Belichick being a normal, rational human being. We talked David Culley. Um, let's talk a little college football, uh, mainly just because I made this fancy graphic and wanted to use it. So, oh, what? All right. We have our national championship game set. It is Bama. It is Georgia. It is the SEC title game version two. SEC title game version 2.0. I want to tell you I'm surprised by this, Tony. Georgia 72, Alabama 3. Listen, I want to tell you I'm surprised that it's Bama and Georgia. I'm not. There's a reason that they put Cincinnati 4. Of course, Michigan was 2, and I didn't expect to see that ass whooping. Cincinnati and Michigan did not hold up their end of the bargain. What they weren't going to do is have Georgia 4 and Cincinnati 3. They were never going to do that, even though it probably should have been that way. It probably should have been Bama, Michigan, Cincinnati, Georgia. But the committee was not going to allow us to have a national championship, potentially with Cincinnati in it. Michigan, I think they would have faded. So. You yes, you did, Sean. I told y'all Georgia was going to beat the brakes off of Michigan. I really that Michigan rolled over, man. Cincinnati did too. Neither of these games were close. There were some good bowl games. We talked about the Rose Bowl a little bit yesterday. There were some good bowl games. The college football playoff games were not. I do think that this Bama Georgia game is going to prove to be pretty good. Uh, I think Bama's got to be able to run the ball. I think Georgia now that they've played them this year once got punched in the mouth. Even though that game was close, I think Georgia now isn't as, won't be as shell-shocked playing Bama. I got to be honest. I looked down and I was like, man, I need to get a tan. My, my arms are that white, though. But I, I, th- I think, I don't think Georgia's going to be shell-shocked to play Bama. The line, as you just saw, the line two and a half. Uh, Georgia's even at a plus two and a half. Bama is a minus 120. So I think the odds makers in Vegas tend to believe that this game is pretty close. Over under at 52 and a half. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, Tony said blitz young the whole game. He's shaky. Ah, look, you, here's the thing. Every time we want to say that Bama, oh, this is it. This is the year. Georgia's going to beat the brakes off of them. My Bama's vulnerable. I mean, look how they fell out of the top. Once they lost to A&M, oh, man, A&M's not even a good football team. And yet here they are, ranked number one in the national title. Getting some love from the CFP crew. I get it. But it always always, always, it always seems like as soon as we're ready to declare, it's almost like Brady. Alabama is the Tom Brady of the SEC in college football because every time we're like, okay, this is definitely the year. They don't have the talent. The defense looks susceptible. The running game looks susceptible. Whatever it is you want to say year over year that might be the problem. Uh, 
It's never the case. They always somehow manage to go out and dominate. And do you want to know why? No, it's not because Saban always has a plan. I mean, he does. Don't get me wrong. He's a hell of a coach. But it's because they're so deep. When you think about teams that are in that next tier, right? Teams that are good. The Michigans of the world. The Cincinnati's of the world. The difference between them and Bama, and maybe Georgia to a certain degree, although I don't, I don't think that Georgia is on Bama's level as far as depth at position. They have quality. Their starters are great. But I don't think any team in the country could claim to be as deep as Bama, and this is why they can fade a bad running game, shaky play at quarterback, defensive lapses or whatever it is, because as those guys tend to funnel out or have issues and you replace them, you're replacing them with next year's starter anyways. So it really makes a difference when you're that deep. You can fade issues across the board, really. Whereas if Georgia struggles or Cincinnati struggles in one area, they don't have the depth to to compensate for it anywhere. D-Mod said, how long has Alabama been good? Seems like forever. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last time Bama was bad. I don't, I mean, well, first of all, how long has Saban been there? So you can at least go back to that. Uh, Let me pull up their record. Let's see. Crimson Tide football record by season. Or year. So the last time that they had a losing record overall was Mike Shula in 2003. Okay. No, I'm sorry, 2006. That's the last time they had a losing record. Nick Saban took over the next year. So Mike Shula. Was the he was six and six as head coach. They went to the Independence Bowl and lost. They go, they went six and seven on the year, which is a 46% winning percentage. 46.2. Two and six in conference in the SEC. 2006. The next year, Nick Saban took over and they went seven and six. Since then, since that first season under Nick Saban with all the riffraff that Mike Shula was out there getting and Dennis Francione was out there getting, what a shit, what a shit hire that was. So Gene Stallings was good. Mike Dubow, Dubois, Dubow, I don't know who the hell, I don't even know who that is. But then Dennis Francione took over, went to the Independence Bowl and won with a 7-5 and five record, went 10-3, and three, and then there he's gone. Mike Shula takes over. Absolute shit show. He goes four and nine, six and six, ten and two, six and seven. That was Mike Shula's run. Then Saban takes over and goes seven and six with Shula's guys. Then he gets in a recruiting class and goes 12 and 2, 14 and 0, 10 and 3, 12 and 1, 13 and 1, 11 and 2, 12 and 2, 14 and 1, 14 and 1, 13 and 1, 14 and 1, 11 and 2, 13 and 0, 13 and 1. What? 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 This is insane, man. Just looking at these, unbelievable. I mean, this is like 
This is John Wooden level of dominance in football. It's it's unbelievable, man. It's very Bear Bryant-ish. If there's cer- certain programs that just have this knack of finding this the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they're not a program, they're they're a they're a team, but um there are certain organizations, programs, what have you, that just have this knack of finding amazing coaches. The Steelers, I think the Cowboys to a certain degree, Bama. It's just, it's just amazing. I, I don't, I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, they've had some stinkers in there. Don't get me wrong, but when you look at, you got Bear Bryant, uh, you've got, well, Gene Stallings. I mean, they did go undefeated under Gene Stallings. Um, Nick Saban. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. What are they? What overall like for so the Crimson Tide, their entire winning percentage since 1902, they're 956, 306, and 42. Wow, they've won national championships in 1925, 26, 61, 64, 65. You might want to sit down. I'm going to be a while. 64, 65, 73, 78, 79, 92, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017, and 2020. And they're probably going to win another one in 2021. That's a national championships by school football is it even close (sighs) college football teams with the most national championships this was as january 3rd 2022 okay i didn't realize that uh let me share this this will be an interesting uh little watch here let's do this let's put that over there let's go scenes let's go let's make a scene (laughs) i'm fancy all right uh what's up john parker good to see you buddy yeah, Walt, the Steelers having three coaches is crazy. By the way, Mike Tomlin, another winning season. I stand so hard for Mike Tomlin. I'm telling you. I stand so hard for that dude. Uh, what did I miss? Money well spent. I don't understand how they've been able to not miss on their recruits. They've developed down to a science. Yeah, that's true, Sean. That's very true. Harrison said, uh, imagine trying to explain to someone today that Coach Fran left Bama for Texas A&M. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What a shit show he was. Yeah, Mike Shula was a coach. Ah, my kid's semester was fall of 2012. We won. Nice. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Saban started 15 years ago. They were horrible before that, said Donna. True, true. We've proven that. All right. Here is the um, national top 10 schools uh, with the most national championships. So we start at number 10, Minnesota has six national championships, 34, 35, 36, 40, 41, and 60. I wonder if A&M's on here. Do you get extra credit for making up national championships? It's almost like the Oilers when they made up a Super Bowl. Well, we won an AFL championship. Stop it. So Minnesota checks in at uh, number 10 with six national championships in football. Last time they won one was 1960. Oklahoma. Checks in at number nine with seven national titles. 50, 55, 56, 74, 75, 85, 
and 2000. Hey, thank you, Josh. Uh, Josh said these slide transitions are fucking boss, Barry. Nice job, bud. Thank you, man. I'm trying to step up the game. I'm got new, uh, new stuff in the works. I'm paying for software that does the most of the work for me. So I appreciate that, man. Uh, number. So that's number nine. Oklahoma has seven tied for number eight is Ohio state and Harvard. The hell? So the Ohio state university has championships in 42. 45, or excuse me, 42, 54, 57, 61, 68, 70, 2002, and 2014. It seems like they're always up there. But, I mean, they have two in the 2000s. I probably would have told you they had more. The last time Harvard won a national title was 1919. Holy shit. 1875, 1890, 1898, 1899. That was back when they had like three schools in the entire country. 1899, 1910, 1912, 1913, 1919. Cool. Uh, Southern California is tied for six with nine national championships. USC has nine. 31, 32, 62, 67, 70. Bingo! 72, 74. How the fuck did they win in 74 when OU won a national title in 74? What in the wide, wide world of sports? That make no sense to me, dadgummit. Um, I'm guessing, you know, it was one of those, oh, we're co-champions. Stupid ass. 78, 2003, and 2004. That's uh, USC's national titles. Michigan has nine. Okay. Well, they haven't been relevant really since 1997. They had that one. Uh, 1901, 02, 03, 04. Nice little run there back in the 19 aughts. 1918-23-33. Okay. Notre Dame has 13. This would have been one of my guesses for top three for sure, but they check in at number four. 1919-24-29-30-43-46-47-49-64-66-73-77. The last time Notre Dame won a national title was 1988. KB <laughs> Holmes that remembers all these teams. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, AP and coaches poll championships. That's true. What a dumb idea that was. Princeton has 15. Raise your hand if you had Princeton on your list. Put your hand down. You didn't have Princeton on the list. 1869. 1870, 72, 73, 78, 79, 80, 85. Who gives a shit? Number two. Uh oh. Wow. Well, who's number one going to be if it's not Bama? Do we have a guess? Anybody have a guess as who's number one on this list? If it's not Bama, it's not Notre Dame, it's not Harvard. Alabama has 16 national titles. 25, 26, 30, 1961, 64, 65, 78, 79, 92, 2009, 11, 12, 15, 17, and 20. Wow. <laughs> okay, here we go. The Princeton All Whites, Yale. We just showed USC. Terrence, are you what the hell are you doing? We just showed Notre Dame. Total Dallas. 
Penn State. Yale's a really good guess. I think it's probably that. That it, it's either Yale or Brown. Just kidding. It's Yale. Let's go. Who the fuck is that guy? Exactly. Yale hadn't won a national title since 1927. Uh, well, Alabama's won away after this year. <gasps> did he just call a shot? I think he did. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. I already made that joke. Jerk ass jerk. So Yale has 18 national champions. I need to write this down. This is good. It's good social media content, guys. I'm very social media focused now. Yeah. NCAA national titles by school. I'm always now got to think of shit like this because I need to have at least two pieces of content per social media platform a day. Yeah. So, Yale, 74, 18, 74, 76, 77, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 86, 87, 88, 91, 92, 94. Damn. Yale was dominant as shit in the 1800s. They had four between 1900 and 1927. Boy, I tell you what. At one point, you wanted to play football at Yale. You were just too stupid. Look at those gentlemanly guys. Look at these sexy sons of bitches. Huh? How you doing, young lady? Look at that. That's a hell of a football team right there. How many? Is this enough players? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So they went both ways back in the day. Obs. Uh, the guy in the middle must ask you a question. <laughs> That's a joke. Hal said, yeah, only rich white kids played back then. It makes sense that Yale would dominate. 11. Yeah, and that's Nick has a great point. These are all old-ass men. These aren't, where's their helmets? Where's their protective gear? These guys are going to get hurt. How come some of them have the Y vest? Is that a, that's not a vest, that's a, well, one guy's got a vest. Don't know. Three guys have on a vest. Four. Some guys are yell wearing the Y sweater. And some guys, the guy on the far left, this guy over here, he looks like he was like, oh, is this a prison photo? They're like, get out of here, kid. You can't even read. My bad, guys, but I'm a good fullback. <laughs> John Parker. Excuse me, sir. I seem to have broken your ankles. Would you like assistance up? <laughs> Uh, Sean said, I didn't realize football was that old. I thought it started in the 90s. Okay. I need you to calm down. Excuse me, sir. I seem to have juked you out of your... Oh, I'm... Okay. I can't say what I wanted to say because you guys will be all like, ooh. Uh. Those hair parts are on point. I mean, I don't even give a shit about the hair. It's a very... they. This looks like... These are the Yale Proud Boys. That's what this is. This is the... This is the, they they their version of the Aggie bonfire was just tiki torches. They they played in khakis. Those are those are actually capri khakis that the Yale football team played in. Uh but this this these guys super intelligent apparently. 
Uh, told Alice that's the kicker and punter with the no Y outfit. Okay. There's there's more though. There's four guys without a Y. They look <laughs> they look like they think water is spicy. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if we could guess who's who here. Do they have a description of all these guys? They don't. Wouldn't it be great if they were like, this is Franklin Busby. So moving right to left up top, you have Franklin Busby. He is the, uh, he is the wide receiver and uh, also cornerback. You have Bartholomew J. Simpson. I don't know. <laughs> I, I could... I can sit here and go through all eleven. It's just uh, this is Patty Patty Quagmire in the middle with the with the handlebar mustache. Oh yeah, you think that's the QB in the middle? Here's the thing. So Clarence says uh, the QB is with the creepy porn stash. Uh, uh, okay, now I don't think that that's going to be the quarterback because back in the day, back when you know. Yale played. They didn't throw the ball. It was all running in scrums. So the quarterback wasn't considered to be the dominant position at the time. It was probably running back or offensive line. I feel like this guy, he's not the quarterback. The quarterback is probably the guy who fancies himself a nude model. Bottom left, this guy right here. This guy's probably, I wish I could draw. Mark, I wish I could mark up my screen. So that's not the quarterback. That's probably a running back. This is the quarterback. He's like, I fancy myself a poet. Coach, just let me throw it. Damn it, don't you know it? I sit here all stoic. My name is Eminem. Okay. They ripped 75 pounds 10 times. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> What's up, Paul? We are we are judging the Yale football team of yesteryear because they have the most national titles in NCAA football history. Their 40 times are in the sevens. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, very good, Mimi. I'm guessing there's at least one William and maybe a Winston. Winston? Would you please go out and covereth thine receiver? I don't know why they talk like they're in the Bible era. Ah, will do, William. Will do. Um, hold on, Tony. You son of a bitch. Where'd it go? Listen, I will not have this slander. You know one of them is named Truman. Okay, that's pretty good, actually. Also, you shut your whore mouth. Who the fuck is that guy? <sighs> Probably one of them named Truman for sure, though. He's the punter. I wonder where their power ranking was. Mm, I don't know. It's a good question. One of them is related to Tom Brady. One of them is Tom Brady. What are you talking about, Flip? That's Tom Brady on the right. You can't see his face, but that's definitely Tom Brady over there on the right. So there's your Yale football update. That's good times, kiddos. Uh, I don't really need to pee. I was going to take a little break, but I, I guess I don't need to pee. Let's just keep rolling. We got our college football fix out of there. Let's see. Um, I think, well, 
we need to talk Antonio Brown. Uh, we, we've got to talk about this. It's just wild and bizarre what's happening. And if you missed it, if you've been living under a rock, if you don't know what's going on, uh, Antonio Brown was injured going into this past weekend's games. He had, had ankle issues. So in the game around the third quarter, he determined that he wasn't fit to play. That he his ankle was injured and he didn't want to risk further injury. And he said he also felt like he would be a detriment to the team by going out, excuse me, and playing injured. So when Bruce Arians told him to go in the game, he refused. Said he was hurt. Bruce Arians again says go in the game. He refuses. I don't know if it happened two or three times or how many times exactly. But then the last time that he was asked to go in the game and refused, Bruce Arians said, then leave. If you're not going to go in the game, get out of here. You're off the team. Or I guess leave the sidelines. I'm not sure. Nonetheless, Antonio Brown said, screw it. I'm out. And this was his exit off the field. That was him leaving. Now, they said when he went into the tunnel that people, the security guards were like, what the hell? They thought it was a crazy fan. Now, I want to point something out here. If you won't go in the game, if you won't go in the game because your ankle is injured, I mean, watching him hop, somebody said he did a cartwheel. He's jumping up and down. No limp. I mean, I know he's not sprinting. He's not taking contact. Who's to say? Who's to say? I, I will say this, though. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the back and forth between the two because he's going to say he was unjustly kicked out or told to leave or whatever. He quit. Uh, there's a post on on the uh, at. Uh, what happened to my? There we go. There's a post on the socials, and they're right there. Whoop, 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 whoop. Dude cost himself a million dollars by quitting on his team, whether it was quitting because he didn't want to go in, because he was injured, whatever it was. He's basically not going to hit his bonuses. He had three bonuses, and those were, let's see. Um, I should have made this into a slide. If I was smart, I would have done that. He had the following. He needed eight more catches this year to earn an extra $333,000. He needed 55 more receiving yards to earn an extra $333,333. And he needed one more touchdown to earn an extra $333,333. That's three goals that he easily could have got in the final game of the season and made an extra million dollars. Now, some people were like, what's up, Christy? Good to see you, sweetie. Happy New Year. Now, some people were like, oh, you, 
he's worth 20 million. He's a millionaire. It doesn't matter. Bro, a million dollars is a million dollars. If you're that close, even if you don't want to play, go, what are you doing? But he risked it all for a principle, I guess. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people saying, hey, look, let's be patient. We don't know what's going on. This could be a mental issue. And it very well could be. It very well could be. Do you know how many times, though, we've seen eccentric wide receivers do crazy shit like this? I mean, Terrell Owens, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, this is not a, this is not, this is not an isolated thing. Receivers have always been kind of weird like this. I mean, yeah, you've got the Andre Johnsons and the Calvin Johnsons of the world that just put their head down and go out and be great. Clarence said T.O. never quit on his team. That you know of? But T.O. strikes me as the kind of guy, if he's had enough of your shit, he's not running his routes right. He may not run to the locker room without his shirt. He seems like the kind of guy that would. That is true, Sean. Sean said he ain't been right since perfect hitting. It's kind of like um, a fighter. Like, you ever watched a fighter have one of those monumental fights? And when they do, they're never the same after that. Kind of the same thing. Uh, that's a good point. T.O. played a Super Bowl on a broke leg. Okay. Didn't Emmett Swift... Didn't Emmett Smith quit on the Cowboys? I mean, this year, he looks like he has. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't want, I don't know the answer. I don't know if this was Bruce Arians' fault. We don't know if it was Antonio Brown's fault. We don't know if he just had a mental breakdown. We don't know if he was really injured. We really don't know the truth. There's going to be Bruce Arians' side there's going to be Antonio Brown side. We'll probably never get the truth. I know Tom Brady came out and said, "Look, let's have some compassion. Let's, you know, let's let's figure this out. Let's whatever." I think if you and it could be hard, but if you, you know, if you're going through some shit, it's okay to acknowledge it. And just say, look, coach, I'm I'm in this I'm in a spot right now, dude. I, I I don't want to go in. And if he's if he's that big of a jerk, well then that's on him. And that'll come to light. And not only will the team see it, the fans will see it and the public will see it. But to go this route and claim injury, if that was the reason you didn't want to go in or whatever, I I I really don't know. I'll say this. We know who Bruce Arians is. We also know who Antonio Brown is. And there's a pattern and a history of behavior with Antonio Brown. So you can't you can't do what he's done, fake COVID vaccine cards and all of the crazy shit that he's done. And then try to come up and claim innocence. It's the boy that cried wolf, right? 
right now, because of his past transgressions and the way he's acted so aloofly, is that is a word. Everybody right now is team Bruce Arians because, yeah, that's Antonio Brown. And maybe he really is having problems and needs to get some help. And we should all be compassionate about that. But it's hard. I'm saying we shouldn't, but it's hard given the history. Now, Clarence said, stop asking, uh, stop using um, a head hit out mental health as an excuse for this guy. What's up, Donovan? Good to see you, man. Thanks for being here, dude. Here's the thing, Clarence. It's a it's a fine line, dude. I don't want to belittle mental illness. I don't want to belittle CTE. Those are, those are both real things. And and guys that are in his position, it really only takes one, right? Think about this, Clarence. Think about this. CTE isn't a single issue, a single hit issue. It's multiple brain injuries over and over and over. But there's a point where one of those, you you don't have it, and then you do, right? There's going to be one hit that takes you from, it's almost like, I guess, now no, listen, the doctor is in. I'm also a doctor, by the way. It's like diabetes, right? You're going along without diabetes. Then all of a sudden, that last bowl of ice cream gave you diabetes. Okay, that was a terrible. So, my point is this, there's, there's a threshold, right? There's some threshold where you go from not having it to having it, unless you just were born and wired differently and you have mental issues. And maybe that's the case. Uh, Todd said he had issues in college. I don't know. I didn't follow Antonio Brown in college. Maybe that's the case. What I'm telling you is though, let's not dismiss CTE and mental issues as an excuse Let's just not say, ah, you're just using that as an excuse. I think we, you know, is he, is he crazy? I don't know. Is he a, 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 a locker room problem? Sure. Is he boisterous? Yeah. Does he make bad decisions? Yes. All, all of the, he checks all the boxes. And I don't know that we're going to ever really know what happened here. Unless those two agree on the, the story, which they won't. But I don't want to just dismiss it. I mean, he may be having, he may be GTSS mentally. Uh, Paul said, I take responsibility for the mishap. Sorry, everyone. Well, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Sean said, I don't know, uh, but it's a shame because he's a special talent. So, Donovan, this is a good topic. I didn't even have this on the rundown, Donovan, but let's discuss that for a second. And and Donovan also said, yeah, Antonio Brown could have dementia or Alzheimer's or CTE. Absolutely he could. AB threw a bag of dick gummies at his baby mama. Okay. Well, maybe he was just offering her some candy. Joe Bro said, if it's legit CTE, that's one thing. If it's CTE is used as an excuse, it cheapens the seriousness uh, for players truly dealing with it. Totally agree. Not enough info yet. Yep. 
if I get diabetes, truck driver Pookie, it's going to be because of ice cream. Holy shit, I eat a lot of ice cream. Oh, that's a good point, Amos. Amos said there's mental illness and there's not having the mental capacity to handle the situation. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so let's talk about this for a second. Uh, just switch gears here. We've got the Antonio Brown discussion out of the way. But Donovan said, did you hear Ken Rosenthal is no longer with MLB Network because criticism on MLB Commissioner, Commissioner Rob Manfred? Got to tell the company line, right? This is why Kerb Curb Street was like, ah, players don't love the game. There's not a lot of places that are going to let you get away with dogging your employer. And if you work for the MLB network, you work for the MLB or you work for MLB. Is it the MLB? It wouldn't be the major league. Oh, I guess it would be the MLB network, but it's not the MLB. It's MLB. You don't say the major league baseball. Okay. I've taken too long. Nonetheless, not surprising. You don't get freedom of speech when you're paid by the league. Just not. You're not going to get your freedom of speech. Ask uh, Ariel Hawani. A good example. Ariel Hawani was uh, covered MMA. He was just a regular old MMA dude. Just a reporter. Sean, you shut your whore mouth. Sean, you shut it. This isn't baseball talk. It's it's media talk. Okay? So shut your whore mouth, Sean. Don't make me come through this goddamn microphone. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. <sighs> um, Tony said Manfred is protecting the Yankees. I, I, he's protecting the brand for sure. But... I don't, it would surprise, I'll say this. I don't know what the statements were. Can somebody share with me what Rosenthal said that got him canned? Was it just a years and years of criticism? I don't know. But I'll say this. I don't think that one isolated Rob Manfred's an idiot would get you fired. It will get you reprimanded. Don't do it again, but it's not going to get you fired. Repeatedly repeatedly bashing or or whatever whether it's you know buy into these conspiracy theories of Rob Manfred's covering up for the Yankees whatever but not stopping when they tell you to stop is going to get you fired and I know because trust me at ESPN I was there seven years every once in a while you have a stance or you say something about the brand or about people involved and you get pulled into an office. They sit you down and they say, Hey, don't talk about this no more. I don't want to hear this anymore. I don't want you guys bringing this up anymore. I don't want you to say this anymore. And if you do and you continue to, you're going to lose your job. And that includes being critical of your bosses or whatever else. Think about this. If, if Mark Vandermeer, Every broadcast. What's up, Justin? Good to see you, buddy. If Mark Vandermeer, every Texans broadcast, if all he did was dog the front office, man, this team sucks. Boy, oh boy. It sure would be good to have some fun football to call, but the GM is inept and the the man the, the head coach is an idiot and 
Jack Easterby won't leave me alone and he's in my ear telling me jokes and I just, I hate this. This whole organization is bad. They're going to pull him in the office and say, don't do that no more. Next Sunday, boy, I tell you what, this team, you know, it's not that the players suck. It's the guys picking the players and, and coaching the players that suck. And if you're Ken Rosenthal, it's no different. You just have a different platform and a different way of expressing yourself to the public. <laughs> That's true. He wouldn't be wrong, though, Philip. He definitely wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know what it was that got him fired. I think he's good at what he does. He's still with Fox. He's still with The Athletic. That's the thing. Guys, when you reach the level that Ken Rosenthal is at, there's always going to be a place for you. Unless, unless you just go scorched earth and you're like, all right, screw MLB, screw Fox Sports, screw The Athletic, screw ESPN and CBS Sports and NBC. Yeah. You just, uh, and Korean baseball, screw Little League, <sighs> screw the YMCA. And they're just like, bro, you literally just shit on every single baseball organization and media outlet in the world. There's nowhere for you to go. But unless you do that, you're good. Yeah, you might even be like, you know what? Fox is full of shit. And so is Major League Baseball. And you might get canned from both of those places. And then ESPN's going to be like, come on over, fella. Or CBS Sports or Sports Illustrated or any of those other places are going to be like, come on over. So he'll be fine. I don't think he went scorched earth. Now, he may find it hard to get access to certain things now within the baseball community because of Ron Manfred and everybody else. It was weird. The more and more critical I got of the Texans, the less access that I got to things that everybody else would get access to. And now for sure not being on there. Screw the WB. No, 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 no. That's the flagship for, for the TV show. We're not screwing the WB. All right, you take that back, Total Dallas. Take it back right now. Take it back in the chat. You take it back. Get that, get that off the screen right now. The WB is full of saints and wonderful people. Who put the Houston Sports Show on every Saturday at 10 p.m. WBCW 39 right here in Houston. Make sure you put it on the DVR and record it. Ding. All right, so rest in peace to uh, Ken Rosenthal. Oh, he didn't pass away. Okay. <laughs> um, what else are we talking about? Let's do some non-sports. It's 3.30. We've done nothing but sports this whole time. Oh, I got a bitch for a second. Can I bitch and moan? I just, I just want to bitch and moan. Can we just, can we just wrap a taste, you guys? Can we just WB Sports Show, baby? Yes. So yesterday we were talking. I showed you guys um, the new merch site, right? Um, so I'm, I went with Spreadshirt. Oh, my nose is itching. And I put up two things on the site. I put up the Frunk shirt and I put up the Barry on Deck logo on some merch. The Frunk shirt was approved right away. The Barry on Deck merch and logo wasn't. Oh man, I'm like, uh, so I'm monitoring. I've, I've, 
I'm trying to be more diligent about monitoring uh, the show while I go. And I can't do that while I stream. So I keep it. What the hell? I keep it on my uh, phone just to just so I can keep track of it. Just so I know what's going on. And it was like way behind for some reason. I don't know why. Now it's caught up. That's weird. So I'm on Spreadshop. I add the Frunk shirt. I add the Barry on Deck logo. Oh, no shit, Donovan. That's dope, dude. How the hell are you a Yankees fan in Dallas? I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. So I go, they approve the Frunk shirt and the Frunk logo, but they don't approve the Barry on Deck logo. And I'm like, why? So I call, I email them and they say, oh, it'll take us three to five days to get back to you. I'm like, well, I'm ready to launch this shit. I don't want three to five days. So I call the number for tech support. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this. I'll pull up. Well, I wonder if I can just pull up the, just the one. Uh, okay. It doesn't show the numbers. Look at that. I spent, this is their number. I spent 53 minutes and 34 seconds on hold on hold. No one ever answered the phone and at 53 minutes and 43 seconds, they just hung up on me. I was so pissed because all I wanted to know was what do I need to do to speed up the process? So I finally get an email back and do you know what it was? They're like, oh yeah, if you, if you upload logos or whatever to the website, if you, cause you can go in and choose what merch you want. I should show you guys. I don't give a shit. I'll show you. Let's see. I don't know if you care or not. But I'll show you just in case you do. Maybe you guys want to do your own merch one day. Who knows? Let's see. That's not it. Nope. That's not it. What are we doing here? So basically. Let me fix this. Resize that. I want this log in. What in the world? Okay. So the way this works is as follows. Look at this shit. So here is my, I guess I gotta make sure I don't show any valuable information. Okay. So basically what you do is you come in here and you say, I want to edit this design and you come over here and you say, these are, these are, Oh, wait, hold on. Edit the design and products. So I can go in and choose what products I want to put my logo on. So I can choose t-shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a sweatshirt, a hoodie, a mask, a, a baseball shirt. It's pretty easy, right? You go to available products. This is literally all the stuff that I could um, make a Barry on Deck product for. Let, let's see. Let me zoom in here. Hold on. Okay. So you can see, I mean, it's a lot of shit. These are all the shirts you could. Oh, there's an America shirt. What? There's sleeveless shirts. There's long sleeve shirts. There's some pyjamas. Get you some unisex pyjamas with Barry on deck on them. Hoodies. And they've got women's stuff. Socks. There's the women's clothes. 
Here's the kids stuff. They've got onesies, tank tops. I mean, there's just a plethora of polos. They got all kind of shit on here, right? There's the kids stuff. They got bibs, masks, cups, glasses, bags, hats, all kinds of shit, right? But if you choose kids stuff, as soon as you do, it's got to go through all this bullshit and rigmarole because they don't want you putting crazy shit on kids stuff, which makes no sense to me. So I stood on hold for an hour for no fucking reason. It took me, it was faster to get an email from them. And what they basically said is if you put it on a kid's item, it has to go through a more rigorous process. I don't understand why. Is a toddler on the internet buying shirts and onesies? It would be the adult, the parent that would buy it. So if I put, you know, fuck mom and dad on a onesie, a one-year-old's not going to hop online and go to the buryondeck.com merch and be like, oh, let me get this fuck mom and dad onesie. It doesn't make any sense. It's adults that are buying the shit. Oh, but we got to make sure they're not putting anything on a kid's shirt. What? So stupid. Total Dallas says, uh, I've got Total Dallas merch. Do we have any pre-orders? It's just a shirt with a big L on it. It's nothing... Tiger hit a hole in one at one. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So if you get your get your L shirt from Total Dallas, that'd be cool. Anyways, I was so mad. And I literally 53 minutes of my life gone. Now, I mean, I sat here and worked while the phone was, but I thought this is ridiculous. If this is how their customer service is, I don't know if I want to use them now. Pretty shitty. Pretty shitty. Okay. So I'm done bitching. I just if you're thinking about using Spreadshirt, I would think wisely. I would think twice. May not be a good idea. Um, let's talk non-sports for a second. So you would think. In the history of people. You would think that we've discovered all the parts of our body. Because for as long as we've been around, we've been around. So we were able to study us. Does this make sense? The, the scientific community. Is it the scientific community or the medical community? I'm not really sure. Um, but oh, it's scientist. Scientist have discovered a new body part. There it is. Um, it says that scientists recently uncovered a part of the body that had never been described before, a deep layer of muscle in the masseter, which raises the lower jaw and is critical for chewing. Modern anatomy textbook described the masseter muscle as having two layers, one deep and one superficial. However, a few historical texts mention the possible existence of a third layer as well. 
but they're extremely inconsistent as to its position. Uh, the team decided to check whether the prominent jaw muscle might have been hidden, a super deep layer inside of the other or surrounded by the other muscles. So they dissected 12 human cadavers that had been preserved in formaldehyde. They also took CT scans of 16 fresh cadavers and reviewed an MRI scan from a living subject as well. Through these examinations, they identified an anatomically distinct third layer of the masseter muscle. It's a, it says uh, this deep, deep layer runs from the zygomatic process. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. A bony projection that forms part of the cheekbones and can be felt just in front of the ear to the coronoid process, a triangular projection on the lower jawbone. Okay. So this was a quote. It says, although it's generally assumed that anatomical research in the last 100 years has left no stone unturned, our finding is a bit like zoologists discovering a new species of vertebrae said author Dr. Jens Christoph Terp. A prof- it sounds like one he played for the Harvard football team. Uh, he's a professor and clinician at the University Center for Dental Medicine in Basel. Okay. So there you go. We have a new part of the body. Yeah, bury on science. Listen, I'm pretty good at it. Okay. Donna said, will this, uh, will this be my TMJ problem? Hmm. Um, what have they been doing on NCIS all this time? They never noticed any of this before. Okay. I don't really, I don't really understand that. NCIS. What does NCIS stand for? Uh, I don't know what, what is it? Oh, Naval Criminal Investigative Services. That's nothing to do with medicine. You could have said Quincy. Wasn't he the medical examiner? You could have said Trapper John MD. You could have said Chicago Med. You could have said Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. You went with NCIS. It's not even a medical drama, you moron. Todd, this is why you get kidnapped all the time. Because you got stupid ass analogies. That was kind of mean, Todd. Don't. Don't take your shirt off and leave the sidelines of the chat is what I'm asking. What is Quincy? Quincy was a show. Oh my God. You don't know what Quincy is. We're about to fight. God damn it. Todd Quincy M E. He was a medical examiner. How do you not know what Quincy is? Son of a bitch. Do I have to educate you guys on everything around here? Also, I'm 108 years old. This is Quincy. Nope, that's not Quincy. <laughs> this is Quincy. It was a uh, it was a TV show. I sh- I guess I could have pulled up the IMDb on Quincy. Demon said, "Barry, none of these people never ever saw Quincy or Trapper John MD." What? Alan knows Quincy was a badass. NCIS has nineteen seasons. Well, who gives a shit? It's it's all about crime and not medicine. Who's finding extra jaw muscles in a court of law? Nobody, Todd. Nobody. 
I swear, if we were face to face, I'd punch you in your new jaw muscle right in it, right on the. I'd find, I'd find it. I'd just, I'd frog it. I'd frog it like it's your arm. Just, boop. no, not Quincy Jones. God damn it, chat. What are we doing, chat? We're all out. We're all out of order. You're out of order. I'm out of order. Quincy Jones is not the malt liquor dude. Oh, my God. Ah, shit. We're talking about Quincy. Let me pull up. What does Quincy look like? Hold on. Uh, This is Quincy right here. Oh, there's the IMDb. Let's go to that IMDb. This show looks like it sucked. You sucked, Todd. You stupid analogies. Let me tell you something Quincy never would do. Say that people in a law office in a courthouse should be finding body parts on their spare time. I miss Quincy so much. Yeah, you this whole show's out of you're out of order. Damn, Cece with the bonanza reference just randomly. This Quincy is uh this is good shit, folks. Got a seven point what on IMDB? 7.3 out of 10. You can't see it because I'm on the screen there, but uh, trust me. 76 to 83. That was Quincy. You put some respect on Quincy M.E. It was Jack Klugman played Quincy. And don't even make me stuck. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, we about to fight, ho. We about to fight, ho. Columbo better than Quincy? I'll slap the muscle right out of your jaw. I'm not going to have any of all this Quincy slander. Oh, now Matlock was the shit. Matlock was way greater than Quincy for sure. Matt, but Matlock wasn't uh, m- medical. Matlock was just courtroom drama. But you had Quincy, Trapper John, Matlock, Columbo, Murder, She Wrote, and arthritis. That was that was that was all old people. All that shit was on Channel Eleven, CBS. That was the shit. All those I just named: Quincy, Trapper John, uh, uh, Columbo, Murder. She wrote. That was always the when you heard your old grandma be like, "Honey, I gotta get home and watch my stories." Those were the stories. Those were the stories. Quincy was the stories. That was the stories that that your nanny talked about. Sweetie, I'd love to stay, but you know your grandfather's got restless leg, so I got to get him home before he starts just kicking random shit. Plus, and that was never true. Grandpa didn't have restless leg. He was just sick of your shit, nanny. But it was always the excuse because she needed to get home and watch her programs. I got to get home and watch my programs because they didn't have VCRs. They didn't have DVRs. They didn't have on demand. You either fucking watched it or you missed it. And you had to wait for rerun season. And to old people, waiting is not an option. If old people wait, they die. That's just how it goes. Also, I just thought of another thing for social media. I don't want to spoil it, but speaking of old people, die. God rest her soul, Betty White. Uh, when I did Christopher Hart's The Whiskey Neat Show. In fact, check this out real quick. YouTube.com. You guys got to see this. I'm going to, I'm going to post this on social media. 
Oh, look, who's live right now? Barry is. <laughs> That's so strange that uh, I'm live right now on YouTube's. This is so, this is uncanny. Oh my gosh. Uh, where is Christopher Hart's Whiskey Neat podcast? The one that I was on. Ah, you know what? We'll do it later. I'll, I'll, I'll go find the clip. I'll do it later. You need to see it though. It's pretty, pretty ominous. If I'm being honest here. Uh, hold on. What is that? That's a porn name. D Mata. What the hell? Remington steel. That is, that is, that's also, that's a show and a porn name. That is very true. Don't miss Dallas on Friday night. Yeah, I wrote it down, Nick. Thank you. I wrote it down on my long ass list of show notes that I never look at after the show. Knott's Landing. Ah. CBS was the old people channel. I know. Is it still? What's the old people channel now? Back in the day, it was definitely CBS. Like your grandma watched CBS because she had to watch her programs. What is the old people's channel now? Is it still CBS? Because I know they like Will of Fortune and Jeopardy. I mean, Nora and I like Will of Fortune. What do old people watch now? It's not Channel 2. Is it? It's not NBC, is it? Oh, KB Holmes. Nora going to beat your ass. Nora loves the Hallmark Channel. Like, loves the Hallmark Channel. PBS. It's probably true. Oh, you son of a bitch. Somebody slap him in his new jaw muscle. Somebody roundhouse kick Stephen the Weather Guy and his mandula obligata or whatever. What was it called? What was the what was the, what was the name of the, the fucking new muscle? And his xiphoid process? No, that's right there. That your xiphoid, that's your xiphoid process. You punch somebody in their xiphoid, you might kill them. Um, oh, in the masseter muscle. Swear to God, Stephen. I will Chuck Norris kick you in your masseter muscle. Don't test me. Don't test me. Um. Oh, the WB. Uh, somebody ban flip. Asshole. Ta- Barry is very aggressive today. No, I just don't. Listen, it's 2022. New year, new me. I'm not taking shit from nobody. Man, do y'all hear my stomach growling? Holy shit. (laughs) There's your answer right there. That's outstanding. That is outstanding. That's well done, Francisco. All right. uh, So there's your, that's your new body part. Thought that was interesting. How much time we got? 10, 12 minutes? Actually, not even because we bounced out at 355. Mm, let's do some more sports because I want to get this out of the way because I don't want to keep going back to it. Uh, we'll do Cooper Cup tomorrow. We got Antonio Brown. We got Bill Belichick. Let's just let's just acknowledge the elephant in the room for the Rockets. If you didn't hear because you don't watch basketball, even though it's Christmas now, the season has officially begun. Thank you, Todd. I, yep, getting to it right now. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood had an Antonio Brown moment for the Rockets a couple days ago. So they were playing like ass 
as they're prone to do all year, save for the seven-game win streak. And John Lucas got in that ass at halftime. He basically pulled him aside. Well, they didn't pull him aside, but he basically started telling everybody, hey, you guys are playing like garbage. Step it up. And he gave the the whole team a, a, a stern talking to, a, a, an undressing, a dressing down, if you will. Now, Kevin Porter Jr. apparently didn't appreciate it, threw some shit, and then left the arena, a la Antonio Brown. This all happened on the same day, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Saturday or Sunday? Maybe it was Saturday. Either way. Christian Wood didn't like it and refused to go in in the second half. So here's my question to you, Rockets fans and chat. You're in the middle of a rebuild. Just like if you're the Bucks, you're in the middle of a Super Bowl chase. You don't have time for Antonio Brown's shenanigans. You're either in or out. If you've got issues, you've got issues. Go deal with it. But we don't have time to focus on you. We're focused on winning a Super Bowl. You're not playing for the Texans. You're not playing for the the Jags. You're, you're, you're playing for the Super Bowl contending Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the case of the Rockets... They're not in the hunt for an NBA title. They're, they are full on in the midst of a rebuild. But do you waste valuable time, energy, and effort and risk poisoning these young guys with bad attitudes by keeping a very talented Kevin Porter Jr. and a very talented Christian Wood around? Or do you just say, look, KPJ, all the talent in the world and we love you, you were a risk. And it's not going to work out because we're not going to have these tantrums every time you don't get your way or someone yells at you or you get your feelings hurt. I mean, you got upset in Cleveland. That's how you ended up here. Now you're throwing shit and leaving the arena. We're not doing this again. So I think you, the Rockets have to make a decision. Is KPJ's talent worth the attitude? Is Christian Wood's talent worth the attitude? And do they fit into your plans long-term? Here's the thing. They've been trying to get KPJ to be a point guard. And it's not been going well so far. He's having to learn. He used to be ball dominant, but more of a James Harden shooting guard, distributing the ball scenario. They want him to be more of a point guard. And I don't think he likes it. I think he wants to be a shooting guard. I think he wants to be the man. He wants to be the main scorer. Well, he won't be that on this team because that's what Jalen Green is here for. So either be Westbrook to Durant, either be CJ McCollum to Dame Lillard, or go somewhere else. Because Jalen Green is going to be the guy on this team. Period at least until he, he falls flat. And it's too soon to determine that. So you've got to be ready to play Robin. You're not going to be Batman. 
just not going to be happening. You were picked up you off the scrap heap from Cleveland. They're not going to just thrust you into the Batman role. So the question becomes, should they just move on from Kevin Porter Jr.? Should they just move on from Christian Wood? Now, there's a lot of people that have talked about the fact that Christian Wood doesn't fit long-term for this team anyways. And that's probably true. I don't think you have anything to lose by cutting ties with Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood. KPJ was a Hail Mary. Hey, you traded nothing to get the kid. All the talent in the world. But all the problems come with it, a la Antonio Brown, a la Odell Beckham Jr., who's been playing pretty well for himself. If I'm the Rockets, I don't have time for this bullshit. I'm trying to build a team. I'm trying to establish a culture. And I'm trying to groom young players to be NBA champions. And shit like that, getting upset because a coach gets in your face as part of the establishing a pedigree and establishing a culture. This is what you go through. You know, it's not David Coley. Hey, let's all go have barbecue. And hey, we won the we won the bye week. They're doing it a little different. I mean, Steven Silas seems like a good dude. He seems like a pretty patient guy. But he also seems like a, hey, if you fuck up, I'm going to call you on it. As is John Lucas. John Lucas has always been that guy. John Lucas has never been a guy to just be like, well, it's okay, KPJ. I get it. You want you want to get out there and loaf? It's fine. That's not him. He's not David Cully. John Lucas is going to get your face and tell you where you messed up. And if you can't handle that, then you don't want to learn how to be a professional basketball player. And if I'm the Rockets, then you just need to go somewhere else. Because everyone on this team not named Eric Gordon or DJ Augustine don't know shit about shit. Maybe Daniel Tice. But most of these young cats, cool. You got talent and potential. That's it. And they're all deserving of a, of a dressing down and, a, and a, being called out for poor performances. They're not above that. Hell, I watched, I think it was Kevin McHale once, come out of halftime when the Rockets were playing like shit, just started all the second team guys, just sat the whole starting five. You ain't going in. You guys ain't ready. You don't want to play. It's a bullshit performance. So sit your ass on the bench. And these were talented players. These were superstars. So Kevin Porter Jr., don't take this the wrong way, but you're a nobody, bro. You got, again, all the talent in the world, but right now you're a nobody. So take your ass chewing like a professional or just... Go be a problem on another team. That would be my take if I'm the Rockets. And the same is true for Christian Wood. The same is true for Christian Wood. We don't have time to fade your foolishness. If you don't want to be here, let's find you a new home. Or just quit. Ah, look at Chris coming through in the clutch. Let's do this. Let me tell you guys. If you don't want seafood, don't go to dance. But if you want the best seafood in the city of Houston, hands down, you need to get your booty on over to Dan's Seafood and Wings. They've got it all for you, folks. Not only do they have the seafood, not only do they have wings, they've got uh, Asian-inspired dishes like lo mein and fried rice. They've got, you know, just you name it, they have it. 
They even have salads that Jenny's mom liked. It's crazy. The food is amazing and delicious. The service is outstanding and second to none. Everything they make is made fresh. Everything that they make is delicious. And look, these are good folks, man. Dan's been rocking with me since the get-go. So I want you to follow him. Go to Instagram if you have not already. Go to at eat at Dan's on Instagram. Give him a follow. That's muy importante, deckheads. Muy importante. Also, the food just looks amazing. Uh, visit them at eatadans.com. You can see the menu. You can see the locations, which, by the way, two of them, one on the southwest side, South Gessner, one on the northeast side on uh, Uvalde. That's my location. And I really want some Dan's. Maybe I'll put some Dan's in my mouth tonight. No, we got chili. We got to finish. But I implore you, support the people that support this program. If this program is something you're into, I promise you going to Dan's uh, helps out in a major way. So make that happen. And like Cisco said too, yeah, Dan's IG, food boner. So do me a favor, support them. Whether it's seafood, wings, salads, lo mein, you name it, whatever you do. Put some Dan's in your mouth. All right, folks. That's going to do it. That is going to do it. Oh, CC said they have crawfish. Still? Really? Wow. Dan's is clutch. Katie said, let everyone go. Except Green Tate, KJ Mark. Oh, dude. Wow. I'll take Garrison Matthews, too. Is it Matt Garrison Matthews, right? Although I feel like he's going to be the next Matt Maloney. <laughs> Roosh on Twitter got mad at me for saying that. But I think Gary Bird's going to be the next Matt Maloney. Watch. Mark my words. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Fun show. Good times. Sorry if I threatened to punch you in your new muscle. Could happen sometimes. Thanks for all the likes. We got to 63. I love you guys, man. Good times. Fun times. It's good to be back. Flip, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Just a reminder, no sports ride tonight. We're back with Barry on deck tomorrow. Sports ride is back on Thursday. I will see you guys tomorrow. Until then, do me three favors. Be safe, be kind, and most important, love each other. See y'all tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs>